Well, it's been a while since I've done a podcast, so I thought I would do one and update you on a number of different things, a number of different topics, all of which aren't really that serious. So what we're looking at around the world is a number of different groups springing up and exercising a, what they call a freedom to demonstrate. Now, the whole idea behind a freedom to demonstrate falls under the uh, doctrine of free speech. Yet the, the reality of demonstrations, see, demonstrations are simply a last resort. And really, in essence, what you're saying is, is that, that a people group or the people in a, in a nation, in a country, have, no, have run out of legitimate recourse. And what they're saying by protesting and demonstrating is that that's what they are communicating to their government that they've attempted to previously access their representation, their government representatives, on a number or a variety of issues, which has failed. This process that they've, that, that has, that's built up has failed. And this process, this demonstration is uh, a, a, a result of that failure to, uh, of, of the government, which is elected by these people, to advocate on the behalf of these particular citizens. So it's an idea that, that as you see it in France, and, and the French are, are very adamant about and, and, and their inclination towards protecting their freedom of speech, this expression of uh, expressing where uh, their thoughts and feelings of how they're being um, not represented by their government. It stems, so the original idea of demonstration was to overthrow that component, which is providing this stalemate, this roadblock to representation, which is what those officials were elected to do. And, and it is one step away from an absolute overthrow of those people whom the, uh, those individuals in government whom the people have elected. And so it isn't uh, a thing to be glorified in the sense that that this is uh, an, an appropriate expression of freedom of speech, because I don't. I think it's a last resort in the misrepresentation of government officials who are elected by the people. It's a last resort. It's basically they're 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 on their last. You know, when you you get on someone's last nerve and they and they tell you, look, you're on our last nerve. This is what these people are actually saying. They're saying we have no recourse. We have exhausted all of our uh, abilities to. Uh, be appropriately represented, and so now, so now, they uh, are imposing a requirement that that of replacement is 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 simply how this is how this is going. It's really what they're actually saying. Now, to assuage any of these uh, groups from demonstrating or or, or continue the continuation of their demonstrations, uh, the Macron government, in particular in France. Uh, sits down and starts having a great debate, this grand debate. We're going to talk about it. What's the issues? Well, here's the thing. If you've been elected as the leader of a nation, which is a highly developed uh, nuclear-armed nation with strong military and advanced weapons and advanced knowledge base, okay, you have a huge brain trust, what is it about what these protesters are saying, these yellow vest protesters that the president who has been elected uh, doesn't get? 
they've essentially come to him and said, and said, we have run out of money. We've attempted to go through our elected uh, parliament. That has failed. We, have, we are running out of money. Uh, uh, each, the individuals themselves are running out of money. And it's because of this over taxation and this extra tax that they were forced to pay for a fake and fraudulent uh, uh, climate tax. I've gone on numerous times and talked about this fake uh, uh, science that these people, these government people, and it's, and it's spread all throughout the world. It's fake. I've told you this before. It's fake. I don't care how many scientists you get to sign a piece of paper. Every single one of those scientists is admitting that they themselves are a fraud. And the reason is so basic that there's no, that, that this borderlines on criminality for them, for the, for these, for these unknown scientists who have signed this thing. Now, there isn't any scientist in the world that can claim he doesn't have skin in the game when his government or government entities or organizations are the ones who are paying them for research in the form of research grants, government uh, uh, grants, and, and so on and so forth. This is how these people are funded, okay? This is how they do their research. This is how they continue on to develop this, this uh, uh, do this science that they're, that they're trying to do. But something so basic as climate change, okay, when they talk about um, all of these numbers and these statistics and all of this stuff, forget about all of it, okay? Because none of it is real, number one. There isn't a ticking time bomb, okay? You're not, we're not going to all die out like the dinosaurs in 12 years, okay? What this is, and this is so sad to see because this is a result of the condition of our own education system and its lack of the ability to create actual thinkers, Okay, these people are ordered up in processes and they, they learn all of these, these things, this technical nomenclature, okay, that, that keeps this knowledge from the average person, the average guy on the street, man on the street. But the truth of the matter is, is that this is a political construct and not a scientific construct. And the, the reason why we know it's not a scientific construct is because there's no pressure when they talk about a temperature increase. And a temperature increase globally will increase the pressure. Those two things are, are, are bound by the laws of physics. It just, it's just impossible for that to happen, okay? And so <laughs> until you are flying around in an airplane, in a jet, uh, flying from one place to another with the windows open at 30,000 feet, then this report about climate change isn't real, okay? So because this whole thing is fraudulent, it's not based on science, it's not real, never has been, and in fact has been disproven countless times, and only stupid people still think that it's real, okay? And I'm sorry if that offends you, but the fact of the matter is, is that someone has to actually say this. And this is the sad part, that somebody actually has to stand up and say, this is how your idea, your entire theory is wrong. And it's, your, it's been disproven by something so basic that because you have signed on to something that, that, can, that is so, so blatantly wrong and, and the, the, the mistake that, was, that is being made and perpetuated is so basic, it leads me to the conclusion that none of these scientists uh, have ever passed this uh, low-level uh, physics. They have, you know, completely, they've, <laughs> they didn't, so I'm telling you that they failed something so basic that this is like one of the first things that you learn. Now, so to take this one step further and base a worldwide tax on it and, and confiscate trillions of dollars is, is fraud. It's, it, 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 it amounts to fraud. It, it has nothing to do with science. You are not Captain Save the Planet. You are not saving the planet. You are actually destroying the economy. You are destroying the mechanisms which are set in order in place so that people can buy food, um, provide a place, a shelter for them to live, put clothes on their back, 
live their everyday life and contribute to society in meaningful ways in, and in various uh, uh, stages of, uh, of a class structure that is not imposed on anyone but is a simply a byproduct of the fact that you start out with very little and you gain as you go. It's that simple. Some people gain faster than others and they become very, very wealthy. But it's a byproduct, not an imposed system. The system these people that are always going around talking about how the system is evil, they're, they're, they're ignorant, okay? Because the system wasn't, wasn't built to enslave anyone. It was built to free people so that anyone can start at any level and, and go as high as they want, as high, you know. And so it's a little bit of a digression, but it's just to prove the point that the whole thing is nothing more than a political scam that's being perpetrated by people who have no authority, okay? And, and all of these things, I've, I've said this time and time again, all of these types of things that are being perpetuated by the UN, by liberal globalists, um, and, and all of these people who are all proving to be very extremely corrupt, okay? This is, this is we're, we're, it's tough, but we're getting to the heart of the problem, the heart of the matter, which is corruption. And, and that these people aren't successful because of a massive effort that they put out on their own, but they're successful because of contrivance, that they've, they've come up with all of these different ways to skirt a free and, uh, and legitimate system. So the last thing that anybody would want to do is control the entire economy of the world. That's the last thing you want to do. And the reason is, is because the system, how it's set up, and the way, the way that uh, each group interacts on local, uh, uh, region, state, national, international uh, levels, how they interact is, in fact, uh, the movement of wealth and money. And when you have uh, a single entity that oversees everything, it can't make decisions fast enough and to facilitate growth. This is why the communist system fails every time. It's why it doesn't work. Uh, it's why the socialist uh, system fails every time. It's why it doesn't work because all of the power, all of the authority is centralized. In, in an economic sense, you don't need that. It isn't necessary. What is necessary is to make it a, a uh, uh, to continue to enhance the framework whereby it is a free and fair. And when I say fair, it doesn't mean it's one size fits fits all. It's fair in the in the sense that we get rid of all of the corruption. The corruption is what is actually gumming up the system. Nations will become more wealthy when they get rid of corruptions. And so, the Probably the hardest uh, places to do that are places where they are they have a deficit in authority. So you, it breeds all of these uh, liberal globalists. Liberals are just notorious for this, okay? Because they get in there and they've been programmed with this idea that everyone's the same, that there are no tiers, that there are no classes, that everyone's that everyone is you know entitled to you know uh, this wealthy lifestyle and all this other stuff. This is what these people think, which is completely not true. So so. They're, all of their contrived, everything that they've contrived, everything that they, that they do is meant to uh, take down others and lift themselves up, take other people out of business and, and increase their own business. See, they don't see that in a free system that two separate entities vying for similar markets or even the same market are actually going to deliver better product and, and be more successful because of the competition, Okay. So they're not about competition. They're about eliminating their competition and just being the only one. Well, you didn't actually add wealth, though, you see. And that is the key, is that they're not actually adding anything to the 
economy of the world. They're, they're not, they're actually sucking it in and grabbing up all this wealth and, and holding on to it. If you hold on to the money and you don't invest it, it's worthless. It doesn't matter. It does not matter if you, if you take all of the money, if, if, if someone comes and puts a chest of jewels in front of you and they open the chest and they want you to be just dazzled by the, the brightness of all these jewels and how the, the riches and all this stuff, if you take those jewels and you put them in your pocket and you walk around with them for 20, 30 years, they're worthless. They're not worth anything. They're not making money. If you're talking about the estimated value of something that you're holding on to, it's not the same as money actually in the economy of the world. So it's not, it's worthless. If I take all the $120 trillion that's in the world economy and I put it all in my pocket, everyone starves, no business is done, you know, no houses are built, no clothes are made, many people die off, and I may have everything, but at the end of the day, if I'm the last person alive on the planet, it, everything that I have, that $120 trillion is worthless. So this game that all of these countries, different nations and different uh, governments and different systems and, and different philosophies are playing is a solved game. The solved, the the... the the end result of all of their policies that are built without authorities, without the, you know, uh, without the right to build them, literally ends in disaster. It doesn't work. But they haven't gotten the memo yet. They don't have, they haven't, they haven't received the memo. But they're starting to, you see. And that's what's going on. That's what's going on. And it's a little bit of a process. And I know there's a few people that I've heard, you know, from that are beginning to get a little bit impatient. You know, because they have plans of things that they've been planned for quite some time, and I, I get it, but it takes patience, okay? Because the 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 truth of the matter is that if you let these people go on and continue as you uh, you, you know as they're operating in this fashion, they will be found out. They will come to justice. They you know all of their misdeeds fall apart. Everything falls apart, and it's because they're writing on. Um, crimes that are committed, essentially frauds that they're committing. They, they're, they're, they're sacking industries and not providing new industry. They're just, they're just sucking up all the money and holding onto it. See, that doesn't work. And, and, and when you do that, there's always a loser. See, there's always a loser. When, and as far as, uh, from what I've heard from uh, Trump, for example, he wants to try to make everyone all winners. Everyone wins if everybody's working and moving up this system at their own pace. Everybody wins and it's fair. That's fair. To allow the system to be free, the economic, the economic system and the engine to be free to operate at various uh, levels and be prosperous. So somebody can enter at any class that they want in, their, in that economic structure and be successful. So it's funny, though, because this is an offensive ideology to people these days, okay? And they're offended by this man, and it's simply because he's doing the same thing that, I'm, that I've been telling you is uh, these are basic things, okay? So, so we have to quit allowing people to be elected that really have no business being there because with especially with people let's take Macron for example or Trudeau these people uh, are bought and paid for by large corporations and they have run all of these little shell games and they have all of these shell corporations and all this little stuff that they do to maneuver and and because they want to sack other people and make themselves the 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 sole power okay it doesn't work it doesn't work at all and it, it, it's ridiculous and you see you're seeing right now how bad it can go, how it can all go wrong. The whole trick is to not go into anything with criminal intent. You, you shouldn't be going into anything to defraud people. You shouldn't go into anything thinking that, you know, uh, you know that you're just going to take over and be, be the guy. Who, who wants to do that? That's ridiculous, especially when you, when you don't have the authority and you know that. Every single one of these people that comes up uh, doing all of these little things to, to get their position themselves to be the guy and do the thing and play the game and, and, and all that stuff, 
uh, that's a telltale sign that they're, they're acutely aware of the fact that they have no authority to do what it is they're doing. Obama was another example. Had no authority to do any of the stuff that he did. And in fact, everything that he did was illegal. Wasn't even legal. You know, so the fact that he dropped 26,000 bombs, 26,000 some odd bombs on uh, the Middle East wasn't legal. The Arab Spring wasn't legal. George Soros' involvement in all of this stuff, not legal. None of it is legal. And these people are not above the law. Like, literally, go arrest them. Put them in handcuffs and put them on trial. That's what that judicial system is for. It's the reason why we keep it separate from political interference. It's the key to keeping people from thinking that it's okay to do that. Because if you get away with it, it's okay. That, that isn't correct. You won't get away with it. That's, the, that's the, the, the takeaway from the whole thing is you don't get away with it. That's the, that's the main thing, okay? So these people are their own worst enemies because they start out with a flawed philosophy and they end up uh, in its execution uh, trapping themselves up. And then that's their problem for being that stupid. You know, that's their problem for being that stupid. But they, but they should have seen all of that stuff coming. They should have seen where this was leading, so, so where it was going to go because if they were a leader, they would know this. And that leads me back to their own personal character. They're not leaders. They're props. They're, you know, they're frauds. They're, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a disease. The UN, a whole bunch of NGOs tried to overthrow the country. Barack Obama, he is a, a, a product of a group of people who had been operating within the United Nations NGOs for decades before he was even born. And then this is the product of this, some ploy that they've tried to uh, uh, put on the world. What a joke. What a joke. The reason why the guy can't even provide a birth certificate. Look, I can't even go down to the, down to the uh, driver's license you know, place without providing six ways of identification. Six different things that, that lock it in. I've lived here my whole life. was born here, lived here. You know, I've always been here. I've never been somewhere else. But during Obama's time, all a person from Mexico had to do was uh, bring a letter from the Mexican consulate saying that their name was Garcia Gomez. Uh, uh, you know, Lopez. Lopez. And they get, they, get, they get their ID or their driver's license, and it's just, it's done. It's right there. They just fill out the piece of paper and pay the little fee and go. Boom. And sometimes even the fee was waived. But me, as an American citizen, born here, you know, I have to provide copious amounts of information. And then it was scrutinized by the people who were receiving it. This is a ridiculous thing, okay? It's ridiculous. So the constraints that, you know, uh, these people try to put on, and then they just, you know, it's so easy. It's so easy. Somebody that doesn't even belong here can't prove that they belong here, and they get to walk in and, and, and just pick up their card when, they're, when it's ready. This, that is why government agencies are not good at dealing with things. You'll stand in line forever, and this is the kind of harassment and, and, and debacle that you will go through. It's just insane. These are the things that Trump is trying to change. And that's, the, that's the process, the problem with the process that he's changing, and that's what they don't like. And so now we have uh, another, they've gone back to their tried and true. They prop some guy up there. This guy that did a hit and run. What is it, they beta? Beta male? Um, what an idiot. This guy is a dummy, you know? There's no redemption in his story. The guy, you know, uh, uh, did a hit and run when he was younger. He was drinking and driving, apparently, something like that. It doesn't matter. Uh, the point is, is that, that the guy, look, <laughs> anyone who runs for political office knows that you know, their past is going to be under some level of scrutiny. This guy's going into the highest office of the land, you know? Uh, and so I guess that he's, <laughs> he's banking on the, uh, the, the, the Kennedy, uh, the Ted Kennedy 
uh, philosophy, you know, if you, if you can get enough people to ignore it, ignore, <laughs> ignore what you've done, then you're in. So I've talked a lot about the uh, condition of some of these fraudulent things that have been occurring. Uh, another thing that I'd like to get into, another topic, um, which is along somewhat the same lines, and it, because it deals with um, global international politics and um, the global arena, and that is that there is uh, groups of people, and they are in different countries who have a, a tired old philosophy that there are uh, that it is possible to uh, go on a course of action that would allow them to conquer other nations around them by force. Just, just like the old days when hordes would ride out of the steppe, here these guys are thinking, well, we just take it over, we just take everything. They think that this is real. They th <laughs> you know, you can't go, uh, uh, you know, 100 yards into another uh, country's territory without running into m massive amounts of people, you know, with high-tech weapons. So... That idea, I mean, is really, it's, it's a, that is a, uh, well, certainly an idea of the past, okay? Because that idea is not going to yield any fruit. You're not, this is not going to, that doesn't work, okay? Uh, aside from the fact that I've already stated previously that there, there is an authority which owns both sides of all the borders, every territory. There is an authority. There always has been. And it moves. It has moved over time. But the, the fact of the matter is it's the very reason why your conquests don't work. It's the very reason, you know, like uh, uh, you know, Putin in Crimea. He's trying to back these people who are calling themselves Russians. Well, what are, all those Russians <laughs> what are all those Russians doing in Ukraine? And then they say, well, they're loyal to Russia. Well, see, this is the problem. This is the problem. See, people think that this is all up for grabs, and it isn't. That's the, the issue is, is that everybody thinks it's a free slate that they can just take whatever they want, and that's incorrect. For example, for example, and I'll bring it home because I don't, I don't like to bag on Putin. He has his issues, and he does what he does, and that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, I've, said, I've said some things, and I've, I've heard their, their minister uh, come back with a response, and I accept that response, and that's fine. Uh, and I also had mentioned that the reason why I had said what I had said was because I was testing to see if they were listening. So touche, touche on all of that. There we go. Now that everybody's listening, here's the deal. We have people in our country, and I've, we're, now we're off of Russia, and we're, go, we're coming back to the United States to, to get to one singular point. We have a group of young women who are freshmen in our Congress in the United States. One of them is Acacia Cortez. Goes by the name Alexandria. Okay, I don't know where this gal comes from, and I don't really care. We have another one that's uh, Ilian Omar. I think she's from Somalia or something. She married her brother. Some weird stuff like that, and uh, she's got a big mouth. Uh, kind of a weirdo too. The whole thing is kind of weird. And then we have this other gal that's just a non non follow because uh, she <laughs> she's a non follow because she looked like a you know just a bitchy librarian. You know, it's just like she you know is so angry all the time politically because she has to go home and 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 feed her cats or whatever. But that, that's a different subject. But the point is, is that we have these gals in there and this is their, their new green deal and they're all signed up for it and they're all doing the thing. And this one over here is talking about how uh, white people are bad and the other one's talking about how Christians are bad and the other one's talking about how you shouldn't insult Islam, you should not talk about Muslims, uh, how dare you and you're a racist and all this other stuff. So 
they've sent about on this course, and here, these, these, this is the classic example of what the governments all over the world are facing, is because we've had this influx in migration, you have all of these different cultures. Now, I'm not against anybody running for office and being elected, but I am against somebody running for office uh, on the platform that they're going to tear down what's there, that they're going to remove it and replace it. And I go on this rant um, and cite this whole idea of lack of authority. And the case in point is that in the United States and in Canada, specifically in Quebec, I want, I, we're going to play a game here, okay? We're going to play a small little game here. Where is the king of France? And what color is he? Is the king of France Chinese? No? Is he Japanese? No? Is he Asian? No? Cross out all of those. Is he from India? No? Cross out India. Is the king of France black? No? Cross out the entire continent of, of Africa. Is the king of France Israeli? No. Cross out Israel. Is the king of France Turkish? No. Cross out Turkey. You can cross out all the rest of the Middle East because you know he's not there. That's not where the king of France is, okay? That's not, he's not any of those nationalities. He's not any of those ethnicities today. Now, when you go across Europe, it's the same thing because the king of France isn't in Ukraine. He's not in Belarus. He's not, uh, he's not in Poland. He's not in Germany. You know, where's the king of France? Is the king of France, so is the queen of England the king of France? No, we know that. Boom. So when we get to France, we realize, is the king of France, we ask the question, is the king of France in France? No. Why is that? Well, because you've got three pretenders. Uh, two of them are descendants from Louis XIII. One of them is uh, a guy that goes by the name of Louis Duke of Anjou. And he's apparently, if, if he was legitimate, he would be Louis XX. Uh, you have another one who is of the House of uh, Orleans, uh, allegedly. I and he, he was a descendant of the last uh, citizen king, the guy that was elected king after some revolutions and whatnot back in the 1800s. And then you have uh, the re remnant of the family of Bonaparte which is uh, the, only, the only remaining are people who are not descended directly from uh, Napoleon himself, but in fact, they're descended from his brother. So you got to go all the way back to Napoleon to find uh, somebody who's, you know, so these people are all pretending to this, to this title, but none of them are legitimate because the, um, the first one, Louis Duke of Anjou, is a uh, descendant of Louis XIII, but one of his ancestors uh, renounced his claim to the French throne when he became king of Spain. Okay, so set that guy aside. And the obvious, the other two are, are pretty obvious. One, the uh, this guy that is also a descendant of Louis XIII, he can't rule because there was another, uh, uh, one of his ancestors uh, had also made a renouncement of some sort. And so it doesn't matter. So the point is, is this, the King of France isn't in France. So now we go uh, across the ocean to the Americas. We start in South America. This is the King of France in South America. Is the king of France in Central America? Is, is he Nicaraguan? No, he's not any of these things. Is he Mexican? The king of France is not Mexican. And let's uh, see, I forgot one. Is the king of France Russian? No, he's not Russian. Okay, so and we've, we're, we're in the Americas. We've, we've come to the conclusion that the king of France is not Mexican. Okay, so now we go to Alaska. Is the king of France in Alaska? Unknown. Is he Alaskan? Unknown. Is the king of France uh, an Inuit or an Eskimo? No. So we can cross out all of those people groups. Now, is the king of France paternally descended? Is the king of France uh, Native American? No. So we take out all of the Native American tribes. Boom. Native Americans, if, he, if they're paternally descended from Native Americans, they are not the king of France. So we know that the king of France is not black. He's not Asian. He's not um, uh, he, uh, from India. He's not an aboriginal uh, uh, person, a tribe, from a tribe in, in Australia. We know all of these things. 
We know he's not black. We know he's not Asian. We know he's not a number of different pedigrees, a number of different ethnicities. We know that he's not a Muslim. King of France isn't a Muslim because we already crossed out all of those countries where all of the Muslims come from. So we get to Quebec 370 years ago, a whole bunch of people that were the families of uh, all of the royal houses all left 370 years ago, founded a place called Quebec. Subsequent to that time period, they all began to marry into all of the Native American tribes. And so the King of France could be hidden in one of those. And in fact, if you find somebody that is a descendant from all of those families that which have royal descent, then there is a possibility that you may find that individual as you go from Quebec in the east to the west coast. And so we know that the king of France isn't a Mormon. We know that. How do we know that the king of France isn't Mormon? Because he wasn't Mormon when he left. His family wasn't Mormon when he left. When he left France 370 years ago, his family wasn't Mormon. So, uh, so I'm telling you all of this stuff because these people who are coming into this country to participate in a free uh, society and, and experience the freedoms and liberties of this country are coming in here basically getting elected saying they're going to destroy it. Now, and they're going to put chains on people and they're going to direct them to do what they want them to do and all of this stuff. Now, if the king of France lives here and all of his family also lives here, how, do you think that that guy being that powerful descendant of all of those kings and emperors and princes and dukes and counts, all of those people who are landowners who still own title to all of Europe, all of Asia, all of <laughs> all of the Orient, all of uh, the uh, lands of the Middle East, all of Africa, all of South America. You th <laughs> do you think that those people are going to be subjugated by you, Acacia Cortez, you, Alien Omar, you, whoever else, insert ad infinitum name, anybody's name, throw it in there. You think they're going to follow you? You think you're going to enslave them, put chains on them? Is that what you think? Any liberal, any liberal globalist, do you think you're going to put chains on that person? Do you think you're going to put chains on the king of France? Do you think you're going to put chains on his family? Do you think you're going to take all of their wealth? Which is impossible, by the way. Do you think you're going to convert them to a Muslim? Do you think that you're going to control the world and still allow them to live? You see what's happening here? You are encroaching on an authority that you think didn't exist, but actually does exist. And that's the problem. That's the problem. It's one of the reasons why Justin Trudeau had his picture in the McLeans with the word imposter. That's one of the reasons why the man was identified as an imposter. Why? Because there are people who know everything that I just told you. All over the world, they know. So the word to everyone is that if you think that you're going to put chains on the King of France, there are a number of people all over the world who would beg to differ with you. Okay, so food for thought. Why don't you try studying economics? Why don't you try studying how to write legislation? Why don't you try studying and learning and teaching people not how to be a piece of garbage politician that's just in it for the money. Why don't you teach them how to actually govern? Why don't you teach them how to actually problem solve? Why don't you teach them, instead of telling them that they're saving the world like a superhero, which is a lie, by the way, why don't you tell them the truth? 